Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is Eric Brotman, the host of Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that teaches you how to advance into retirement rather than retreating. And this is Office Hours, where we answer questions that listeners just like you send in. We received a question from Malia asking, how many steps are there in the financial planning process? And Malia, this is an excellent question, uh, and it's one that can be answered in several different ways. Um, The Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards, or the CFP Board, has put out a code of ethics and standard of conduct that actually went in force July 1st of 2020 that has seven practice standards, seven steps to the financial planning process. Uh, And I'm going to go through them in brief today, but they're also available online at cfp.net. So certified financial planners have these seven steps to make sure that all of the steps of a financial planning process are completed. Um, The first one is understanding the client's personal and financial circumstances. And that certainly stands to reason because there is more to this than just the quantifiable information. There's also the qualitative information. So uh, in this case, it means doing an interview and really getting to know uh, the family or the individual or the company or or whomever you're representing and really to start understanding the circumstances involved so that it can be analyzed. The second step is to identify and select goals. This is important because identifying them is not the entire battle here. I mean, we might have a client come to us and say, I've got goals to do 12 things. Sometimes it's going to be selecting which ones are, uh, are most urgent or most important or most critical uh, or which ones are, are just uh, doable now versus potentially something we have to plan for in the future. So it means prioritizing. It's not possible necessarily to do everything and to try and reach every goal simultaneously. So part of the financial planning process is to determine what those goals are and then help prioritize them so that we can begin working toward them together. The third step is analyzing the client's current course of action and potential alternative courses of action. So this is a way, sort of like you were building a map to where you want to go to reach those goals, you first have to know where you are and what course you're on to get there. Um, So determining what someone's saving pattern is or investing pattern or portfolio design uh, or any of those types of things, let's start with where you are. What are you doing today? Are you maxing your 401k? Are you funding an HSA? Are there different things that you're already doing? And then let's determine whether there are potential alternative courses of action that might get you to your goal either more predictably or perhaps sooner or perhaps with with less risk. And there are lots of different ways to quantify or, or, or decide how you want to do that. The fourth step is developing the financial planning recommendations. So once there's been an interview and you've had a chance to get to know one another and then you've talked about which goals are most important and what your current course of action is and you've started to look at other possible courses of action It's now time in the fourth step to get to the recommendations. This is now for your CFP practitioner to say, 
Here are the recommendations. This is the course of action we believe you ought to take. This is how you should time it. This is what you should do now. This is what you should plan for in different ways. Uh, And those recommendations can be simple. They can be two or three things, or you could have 50 of them. Uh, It just depends how complicated your world is. Um, But the recommendations will range from simple things like how to title an automobile to more complicated things like perhaps redoing your estate planning documents. The fifth step is presenting the financial planning recommendations. Um, To me, this is a little bit silly, um, quite frankly. Don't tell the CFP board. But it seems silly because once you've developed the plan and the recommendations, of course you have to present it. So at this point, uh, if your CFP practitioner was keeping the, the plans and the recommendations to him or herself, that wouldn't help you very much. So now it's time to present them and to share what those recommendations are in some format, be it written or oral or both. Uh, And some of that is done in an automated way and some of it might just be a conversation. Um, The next step, in my opinion, is the most important step. And it's the one people sometimes overlook. So step six is implementing the financial planning recommendations. Getting a bunch of advice is great. But if you don't take that advice or you don't act on those recommendations, most of the time you've spent money for very little gain, very little reason, and you haven't gotten the benefit of the engagement to begin with. So here's where you can identify, analyze, select, and then begin to implement. And depending on the relationship you have with your advisor, Sometimes the advisor and his or her firm will assist you in the implementation on everything. Sometimes they'll handle some of it for you, but also send you on your own to do various things. Um, There's some things your planner can't do for you, like change your your, uh, relationship with your your HR department or, or adjust certain beneficiary on things that are outside of their control. Lastly, the seventh step is to monitor progress and to update. Your plan is only as good as it is up to date as it is current. And the reason for that is that our goals and our financials, they change at literally every minute. If you look at what the, the markets are doing, for example, they change by the second. So it's real important to, to on a regular basis, be it semi-annually or annually, see where you are towards your goals. Are you making progress? Do you need to adjust your trajectory? Think about it like a journey. If you're on a ship, you're going toward a destination. Well, maybe you've been blown off course by something. Maybe it was a a period of illness or a job change or um, where you had triplets. Something happened to change your world. That's when you want to make sure that you adjust course, that you update your plan, and that you are constantly on top of Um, not only who's doing what between you and and your advisor, but also that it's getting done. So uh, Malia, I hope that helps you. Just to summarize the seven standards, it begins with understanding. It moves toward identifying and selecting goals, analyzing various types of solutions, including the current course of action, developing and presenting those planning recommendations, implementing them, and then monitoring them regularly. So uh, I encourage you to go to cfp.net and read these standards more closely. Uh, And if you have any questions, um, number one, you're welcome to contact us uh, at bfgfa.com, or you're welcome to contact your own advisor and ask whether he or she is adhering to these things uh, and making sure that you're following this protocol. So with that, Malia, I thank you for your question. I'm thrilled that you're listening, and I hope we helped you. If you have a question you'd like me to answer during office hours, follow Don't Retire Graduate on Facebook and post your question or tweet us at Brotman Planning. Thanks for coming to office hours. Be sure to tune in for new content every Thursday. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. 
Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.